or on problem 13. A company sells boxes of balloons in which the balloons are red, green, or blue. Luan purchased that doesn't sound like a name related to me. Luan purchased a box of balloons in which one third of them were red. One third red. If there were half as many green balloons in the box as red ones, so green is equal to one half red. Fair enough. Green is equal to one half red. Half as many green balloons in the box as red ones. And 18 balloons were blue. 18 blue. 18 blue. How many balloons were in the box? How many balloons were in the box? OK, so this is fascinating. So one third are red. One third are red. And then the green is half as many as the red, right? So if one third are red, how many are going to be green? Well, half of the one third, right? So we know that one sixth are going to be one sixth are going to be green. How did I get one sixth? Well, there, you know, if if there's let's say there's ten red, right, and ten is one third, then there's going to be you know let's say there's thirty balloons, one third is red, so then it's ten. So green's going to be half of that, so it'd be five over thirty or one sixth. So wh if whatever the number is, one third are red, half of that or one sixth are green, and they're eighteen blue. So what can we do now? Well, let's figure out what fraction have to be blue. We know one third are red, one sixth are green. What's left over? So what's one minus one third minus one sixth? This will tell us how many uh, blue or what what fraction of the balloons have to be blue. So that equals let's make six the common denominator, right? One is equal to six over six minus one third. That's equal to two over six minus one sixth. So that's six minus two minus one. 6 minus 2 minus 1, so that's 3 6 are blue. Right? And I just subtracted the fraction that are red and the, subtract the fraction that are green from the whole. And so I get 3 6, or 1 half, are blue. 1 half are blue. So 1 half of the balloons in the container or in the box are blue. And they want to know how many balloons are in the box? Well, there are 18 blue, and that's 1 half of all of the balloons, right? So 18 is equal to 1 half of you know, all of the balloons. Multiply both sides by 2, you get 36 is equal to x. And you, you know that. If 18 is half of something, then the total number of balloons is 36. That's our answer. Next problem. Fourteen. The three distinct points P, Q, and R lie on line L. Okay. The four distinct points S, T, U, V lie on a different line that is parallel to L. What is the total number of different lines that can be drawn so that each line so that each line contains exactly two of the seven points? Two of the seven points. Okay, I see what they're saying. So let's draw the first line. P, Q, and R. So let me just draw the two lines first. So the first line is line P, Q, and R. P Q and R. And then the second line is S, T, U, and V. So then they have S, T, U, and V. And this line is parallel to this line. right? They're parallel, so they're never going to intersect each other. OK. What is the total number of different lines that can be drawn so that each line inter intersects exactly two of the seven points? So I mean, you can't, ex you, you can't even intersect three of the well, you can you can only if you go through um, that line. So, what is the total number of different lines that can be drawn 
so so that each line contains exactly exactly two of the seven points. Right. So that's interesting. So you can't count these lines, right? Because these these lines have three. This line has three of the seven points, and this line has four of the seven points. So those can't be it because it says exactly two. You can't have even three of the points. So what are they? Well, p can have four. P can go to four points, right? I mean, I could just count them out. P can go to four. P can go to four points. Q can be connected with four points, and R can be connected with four points. So it should be 12. And if you know, if you don't know what I'm saying, let me just draw it out, right? P could be it could be this line. One, two. Sorry, wait, wait, that one wasn't drawn well. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, and then one, two, three. Well, that's kind of a nice looking shape there. So four plus four plus four is twelve. So there's twelve possible lines that intersect exactly two of these seven points. Next problem. Problem fifteen. Well, I'm still using the line tool. Okay, problem fifteen. If if 2 to the x plus 2 to the x plus 2 to the x plus, how many of these are there? There's four of them. Plus 2 to the x is equal to 2 to the seventh. What is the value of x? So how many of these are there? There's 1, 2, 3, 4, which I had to figure out while I was drawing it. So there's four. We're, we're essentially adding 2 to the x four times. So this is the same thing as saying 4 times 2 to the x, right? We have four to the x. We have two to the x four times. One, two, three, four. So this is the same thing as this. Four times two to the x, and that equals two to the seventh. What's four as a as written as base two? That's the same thing as two squared, right? Whenever you see these problems and you have two different bases, try to see if you can convert them all to the same base. So that's two squared plus two squared times two to the x is equal to two to the seventh. 2 squared times 2 to the x, that's the same thing as 2 to the x plus 2. That equals 2 to the 7th. So x plus 2 must equal 7. x plus 2 is equal to 7. x is equal to 5. And we are done. Next problem. Problem 16. Each of five people had a blank card in which they wrote a positive integer. If the average of these integers is 15, what is the greatest possible integer that could be on one of the cards? This is fascinating. So essentially, they're saying you have five, you have five integers, five positive integers, and their average is 15. What is the greatest possible integer that could be on one of these cards? <coughs> so think of it this way. The sum of, of the five integers is going to be what? Right? So let's say it's, you know, it's x1 plus x2 plus x3 plus x4 plus x5, right? All of them over 5 is equal to 15, right? That's what they told us. The, sum, the average of the five numbers is 15. So the sum, x1 plus x2 plus x3 plus x4 plus x5 is equal to what? 5 times 15, that's what, 75. 5 times 10 is 50 plus, OK, that's 75. So the sum of the integers are going to be 75. and so. In order for to get, so we want to know what the largest one of these, the large, the greatest possible integer here. So we, let's say, let's just say that this is what we're trying to figure out. Let's let's try to maximize this number here, x5. If we want this number to be as large as possible, 
these numbers have to be as small as possible, right? And you could you could subtract these numbers from the other side. You could say x5 is equal to 75 minus x1 minus x2 minus x3 minus x4, right? And we're going to try to maximize this number. And we're going to say that's going to be the largest. So if this is the largest, we want to subtract as small a number as possible here, here, and here. And what are the constraints? They have to be positive integers. Positive integers. So each of these numbers have to be greater than 0 and they have to be integers. So we want them to be as small as possible, so let's make them 1. So let's say it's 75 minus 1, minus 1, minus 1, minus 1. So that's 75 minus 4, which equals 71. So that's the greatest possible value of one of the integers. And let's see, I have a minute left and two problems. Now I better do another video. So I'll see you in the next video.